can't help it. I can't help it. It's such a good song. It's just such a good it's song. A good song. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Hello, welcome back to Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time for your place to have the unfiltered experience with myself, Christopher Roush, and my beautiful co-host. Oh, thank you, Christopher. This is Scott Goyette with Christopher Roush. <laughs> welcome to the unfiltered experience, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you're here live or on the replay, we appreciate you guys being here every single week. We call you our unfiltered crew because we love you. And you guys are welcome here every single week to come here and share your questions and your experiences live with uh, Scott, myself, and our guests. And tonight is going to be a great conversation. So we guys want you to take notes. And if you feel compelled to share this, please, please share this. Scott and I, we, we passionately believe that the more people that hear this content and that hear the ability to transform our perspectives and our beliefs and our truth, the faster that we can heal ourselves and the, and, the, and the faster we can help make the world just a little bit better for who we are and what we do. So we appreciate you guys being here. Of course, always go to theunfilteredexperience.com www.theunfilteredexperience.com. It's a beautiful website done by our brother, Ben Hayden, who has done my website, ChristopherRosh.com, and Scott's website, ScottGoyette.com. So check out Ben Hayden. We appreciate him. He's a brother of the show. So what's going on, Mr. Goyette? How was your week? It's been good. I actually just talked to Ben, too. He's doing all kinds of amazing stuff. Um, I'm going to start putting some of the coaching into automated versions, and we're trying to choose those platforms. So been playing with that. Done a ton of stuff. So one of the things that's been fun is, you know, you and I are always doing coaching or speaking or running around, chasing, that kind of stuff. I've been doing a lot of the work at home, um, painting, hanging lights. And I realize I'm really good at it, but I also realize it's really tedious and I'm going to continue to pay people in the future. I, I, I don't want to do it anymore, but I actually, I have to say this, it's fun doing it and learning a lot from it. And I love using my hands and grounding myself. I have a new appreciation for how hard some of this stuff can be. But um, I'm just going to start paying people to do it. But I'm glad I did it. So mm -hmm. there's a there's a certain level of appreciation in doing the work yourself, but then also recognizing that it's much better to pay somebody and have them use their their experience and their skills to do it. I had the same situation. I have like all the all the components to replace my sprinklers, to fix sprinklers, to fix yeah. broken sprinklers. I can totally do it. I I don't like it, but I asked my gardener the other day, and I knew one was broken. I have all the parts. I'm like, how much to fix that? He goes fifty bucks. And at first, I was like, oh, you fucking crazy. It took him an hour and 10 minutes. And I was just like, I gave him 70 bucks. I said, thank you so much. I yeah. said, I really did not want to dig into that, but you're right. But in a, another certain way, like you talk about the tediousness of it, I have found that with COVID and lockdown and everything, we didn't have our house cleaners coming to the house anymore. So I took it upon myself that, you know, I'll sit there and clean the house. And you know what I found is that I really enjoyed it because it was a way for me to detach my brain from everything else. And it gave me a respect and appreciation like, wow, I really have nice sinks and I really, you know, or, or we need to update this, but it was just like this thing of gratitude, like, wow, I just cleaned three bathrooms, you know, yeah. going from a seventh grade homeless dropout living in the backseat of a station wagon to having three bathrooms and ups, I'm like, this is amazing. So I do that and I wash my own cars as well, which I'm yeah. kind of like, sometimes I, I like doing it. Sometimes I'm like, fuck, I could add this done like in 10 minutes with the guy doing it. I'm in the same boat. That's exactly what happened. I was walking around. And I'm like, I have rooms in my house I don't even use. And so I'm looking at them and I'm like, you know, I'm changing things and I'm cleaning stuff. And I'm like, and it was just, it was literally a week of gratitude that just kind of regrounded me and regrouped my thinking. And we're grateful people anyway, but it's fun just to dive deep and having more gratitude. So. Yes, yes. And part of having that gratitude is really getting, getting more connected with who we are. 
right? You know, when we think about, we talk about it all the time on the show, talk about in the group coaching program, the fact that once we get more connected to who we are and we surrender and we let go of the bullshit that doesn't serve us, the faster we're able to find more appreciation, more gratitude and more opportunity to share that abundance with other people. And that's what's going to happen tonight on our show, because we have two beautiful ladies that are going to be here sharing with us what it means to really truly connect with ourselves and to really figure out who it is, who, who we are today and who we are at our core to be able to live it every single day, um, to learn how to empower ourselves to become the greater version of ourselves that we deserve to be and to really discover stra discover strategies for dealing with stress, dealing with overwhelm and dealing with all the stuff that's going on in the toxic world that's around us. So without any further ado, we are going to welcome Carrie and Shira to the Unfiltered Experience. Hi. Welcome ladies to the Unfiltered Hi. Experience. You've been warned. Let's go. How are you guys <laughs> thank doing you so tonight? Thank you so much for having us. Uh -huh. We're doing yeah. awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. <laughs> It's been a while since we've had since it's been a while, Scott, since we've had two other guests, like a foursome. Yeah, we just like do it. a little Brady Bunch box, you know. Yeah. I do. <laughs> it feels, it feels okay. Okay. Who are you gonna be if you if you had oh, to pick out the Brady funny. Bunch? Who are you gonna be? <laughs> no. Okay. Who's gonna be Jan? Who's gonna be Marsha? Who's gonna be Cindy? Come oh, on. No, I'm Cindy. You're Cindy. <laughs> I'm just gonna go rogue here and say fuck it. I'm gonna be like, what is, it, is there a Greg Brady? <laughs> oh, she's already bending the gender gap from 1972. I love it. I'm gonna be Greg Brady. What about you, Scott? Who did you identify with the most on the Brady Bunch? Tiger. I felt like Tiger the dog. <laughs> I felt like the I felt like the the butcher Sam. Sam? Like, oh yeah. yeah. No, I'm yeah. Just trying to get in the house, get with Alice. I see what you're doing there. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> I won't even say what I was going to say. And this is our show. So I just like, all right, I want to, I want to get it off on a, like a, a personal good note. So uh, anyways, so welcome to the unfiltered experience, ladies. We're happy to have you guys here. And like I said, in the preview, you know, this is what we're going to be talking about tonight. And I went on your website and I just want to read this out loud because I thought it was really beautiful just to kind of way to kick off the conversation um, about what we're doing. And it's, it's uh, you were guys were talking about perspectives and truth. I'm not sure which one of you wrote it, but it's just beautiful. So this is gonna be a, this can be a jumping off point for us in the conversation because Scott and I are always talking about truth and perspectives. Okay, nice. Um, so you, I'm, I'm gonna read this, and normally I don't do this. Here, I'll just pull this over here so I can kind of look at the camera at the same time. Uh, we each have our own truths, and not always do these truths line up with everyone else's. But uh, are you open to seeing things in new ways? In this episode, it was I guess it was one of the shows that you were doing. In this episode, we talk about opening up our perceptions and alternative views and by doing this we have even more opportunities for personal and social growth truth is both a state of being true and a quote factor of belief that is accepted as true close quote words and perceptions are but a mirror of truth and not necessarily actual truth i love that it is also possible that these mirrors can be distorted much like the funhouse mirrors and can alter your view of yourself view of others and the view of the world by being open to hearing and understanding each other, each other's each other's perspectives, we begin to heal a divide that allows us more scroll more people to come together to create more innovative innovative ways to be of living and being and thriving. So, I really dig that. So, talk to us about where you came up with that inspiration for those comments, and let's just kind of dive off there about how we can connect to ourselves a little bit better. Well, um, the one of the books that I, I pulled that from was uh, Don Miguel Ruiz and the Toltec Art of Life and Death. Yeah, yeah, really, really awesome uh, read. And and what's his other book? The not the, the Four, four Agreements. agreements. What, no, oh yeah, yeah, that? he's got the was Four Agreements, the Fifth Agreement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so just just 
putting perspective uh, that this perspective is not the only perspective. And I think we talked about it in regards to having like three sides to a coin as well, not just two, um, but, but also having that third. So you have your truth, my truth, and the, you know, what really happened, which, you know, can be debated uh, between the two. But uh, I, I think right now during this time, you know, people, you're seeing it more and more. People are feeling so much more divided, uh, whether it's related to politics, whether it's related to religion, whether it's, you know, just related to, let's see, what they're doing in their day to day. And this kind of is, uh, we're putting this community together so that we can talk about uh, we're trying to pull the taboo out of it, right? That yeah. that the spirituality portion that's maybe not necessarily connected to religion, but uh, because that too, again, can be argued as is divisive. But <laughs> I'll let that go, you know. <laughs> but um, you know, giving giving us opportunities to have these conversations where we're we're talking with love, asking questions with love, so that we are trying to understand rather than trying to convince people of a different perspective. So creating that that sense of patience, compassion, and kindness uh, can just create a, a more loving connection, whether or not you agree. It's not about necessarily agreeing; it's just about understanding. Yep. Agreed. I, I agree with that. <laughs> agree with that. <laughs> you have found your community, my yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I'm when I was listening to that as Chris was reading and thinking about you guys, there's a thing that I I've been focused on a ton, and it's opacity with language or transparency with language. So when I say a word like love, and I'm just talking about go love now, or we're constantly using the word universe, creator, source, God, plug in the word you want. It's all the same thing. And we're trying to get people to understand early on in our discussions that when we're speaking this language, you can put any one of your words in that you believe to be your truth. And it's mm -hmm. going to give you the same outcome in the formula. And one of the things that I found, which has been amazing, I thought when I started teaching the goal of now principles, that somebody who was very, you know, uh, very Christian or, or very Buddhist or very whatever, and really like hardcore in their beliefs. I'm like, this is going to be hard to teach them. And as soon as I switch the verb and say, plug in your belief here, some of my best mm -hmm. clients have been people with polar opposite views. Like I've got one right now who literally says she's never spending money on any coaching any ever again, except with me or donating her money to Jesus Christ. And that's literally <laughs> verbatim. She's going to donate to the church. She's not going to leave her kids money. She's either going to spend money with me or to the church. Wow. Damn, Scott. What did you say to her? Right? <laughs> I, so that's, that's, that's what I want you guys to think about. And this is exactly what I said to her. I said, I want to help you clear the lens to source to your belief system. I want to be there with you as a mirror so that you can get stronger in your beliefs while finding the real truth above the assumed truths. And people tend to respect that if you don't attack their beliefs. Now, she could sit here and come back at me and say, but you don't believe this and try to make me believe something. And she's not looking at me like that. She's looking at me as a tool or a catalyst to get her closer to her beliefs. And if we could all do that and partner, man, and, yeah. and that's what I'm trying to do. So how are you guys doing stuff like that? Because a couple of years ago, I would have said I, I wouldn't have the capacity to do that and people wouldn't work with me in that way. And I was wrong. So what are you guys doing right now to do that kind of stuff, to connect to those people, bridge the gap 
um, to people who we don't think we can yet. Well, that's been kind of a, a a long journey to get down, right? I mean, and it's still going. It's always growing. That's one of the things that we try to be as clear as humanly possible on our podcast. Like, we all started at one place. And, you know, even just a few years ago, I probably wasn't, if you want to classify it as spiritual, you know, like, or or practicing spirituality or anything like that. A lot of the things that I have personally experienced in my life has brought us to this point. And, and that's kind of sharing those journeys and those, you know, trials and tribulations and all that information and being as open and honest about that as humanly possible is what's brought me and Carrie, I feel, to where we're at today, where we can say we're going to be as vulnerable as we can and share our story and, if you feel aligned to it, great, and feel okay with if you're not aligned to it, and and feel it and understand that there's no judgment here, you know, with whatever whatever we're discussing. So if you don't like it, great, next one, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and if you do, amazing, and and here's more information as to how we got here. So uh, I think that's kind of like the message that we try to you know distill, and and of course throwing a lot of scientific data behind it to try to help support some of the things that we've come across and learned how to do. So, yeah. But how many people really want to listen to science these days? I mean, (laughs) like, no, I have an opinion. Let me just tell you my opinion. That's, that's, that's the truth of it. You mentioned something very important. This is something that I've been, I've been touching on a lot lately is that power of vulnerability. Talk to us about that in each one of your respective journeys, where you got to the point where you realized that vulnerability was actually a sign of strength and not a sign of weakness. When we listened to Brene Brown the first time. Um, oh, yeah, Brene Brown. <laughs> you know what's funny? We could we all throw it. the people, like we could do Don Miguel Ruiz. We could talk about yeah. Covey's seven habits, all the things that have been from back then and now. We're all going to go, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, because when you hear the names, you're like, that guy, that woman. Like, yep. if, you, mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to um, Neville Neville Goddard yet or, mm-hmm. um, yeah. or, or Watts, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure we could go all day on those. We keep going. Sorry. Yeah. I just oh, yeah. get excited when I hear all I'll the names. I'll take recommendations. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. But oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, I, I think if we are asking people to be vulnerable with us, it's important for us to lead the way and showing them what it's like to be vulnerable and seeing that we are receiving support and we are receiving love and and encouragement from doing this. So we're just reflecting that back on them. And, you know, one note to your previous question, Scott, was just being aware that everybody starts from a different place. We grow up with different backgrounds, with different cultures and different, you know, areas of the world and different beliefs. And we learn different things with different experiences in life. And so who are we to say that, you know, uh, we we have to have just um, this one experience. There's no one right path, right? Back to source. It's It's just finding your path. And so we're here to, you know, facilitate whatever you need uh, from us in guiding yourself, finding that 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 drawback to love. Yeah, and you know, honestly, for I know for me, mine was uh, it started off with work stress. Um, you know, just getting to a point where you know I just couldn't take anymore and. I needed to find some form of outlet and Carrie had actually, you know, cause Carrie and I have been friends for a really long time, prior roommates as well. Um, and still friends. <laughs> still friends. Awesome. Yeah. We're still friends. <laughs> um, 
And uh, and so for me, it was work stress. Carrie suggested, you know, maybe you should look at meditation um, as an as an outlet. And so I started, you know, doing the whole like YouTube searching different, you know, meditation options and things like that. And and quite frankly, like once you start to get a little bit quiet with yourself, uh, you'll start to notice that when you're not used to doing that, you'll start to notice all this fidgeting that you do, right? Where you just like you're so uncomfortable in your own skin, and you're like, and then you start to question yourself, like, why am I moving around? It's just me and by myself, you know. Um, and and that led to more searches of of getting to really understand this this physical aspect of me, right? And what's beyond that. Um, and uh, I'll tell you the the biggest catalyst for me though was was being diagnosed with cervical cancer, oh, wow. um, and and having that uh, really kind of like a life or death scenario being presented. Um, and that took it to a, like a whole new level where I was forced during recovery from surgeries, I was forced to sit down and be completely still for the first time in my entire life. And, and that's where I started discovering a lot of other things. We can talk mm -hmm. about those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I think for me, it was uh, curiosity. I, I'm such a, I love to read, I love to learn. And I just kind of went down this uh, rabbit hole of metaphysical ideas. And, you know, even with aliens and Anunnaki and, you know, Atlantis and all all that fun out of this world stuff. And just curious, right? Whether it's right. stories or not, it's just like Avatar, you know, it's just possibly different realities. <laughs> well, I mean, if if we're in a world of infinity, then infinite potential means it's all included. It's going to happen at some time. And if you can just conceptualize that thought right there, if mm -hmm. we're in an infinite world, then Avatar is real eventually. I mean, you're going to do everything if you choose. Well, so and if you're dreaming about it, what's to say that's not another reality? I mean, well, yes. <laughs> and what's to say that you're not already making all the decisions that are completely possible? You're just focused in on this particular one. I'm a believer. Yeah. I mean, talk to us about that. Talk to us. We talked about perspectives. I mean, what, what is the, the, the nugget of being able to shift our perspective to the, to beliefs that don't work for us to beliefs that do work for us? Ooh. Well, um, is this a limiting belief or is it an expansive belief? <laughs> That's a good delineation. Expand on either one that you would love to. <laughs> I would say a limiting belief because a lot of people are struggling right now. Let's think about it. People are struggling with, oh, I can't do that. Or I've always sucked at that. Or I've never been good at that. They have this, this cycle, this pre-programmed thing that's going on. That's just this, this vicious cycle. And I tell people, this is my thing. It's like, you don't have to shift. Everybody's looking for like this huge shift. And I'm like, just shift your perspective just a little bit. Just, just see that everything that's happened in your life has made you stronger. Yes or no? Yes, it's made me stronger. Okay. So well then wouldn't other situations make you stronger? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Then wouldn't you look forward to those situations? Because as you can become stronger, you can help other people. People. You can build other, other people up. You can set the example for your kids. So for me, shifting that perspective is realizing that life is happening for you and not to you. What do you guys think about that and being able to shift the perspectives of your viewers on your podcast and the people that you impact? We have a lot of those like mind blown moments, right? Um, we, we, we get all those emojis and everything from, from comments uh, because it's literally, it's usually the questions that we ask or the questions that we ask ourselves that... Mm -hmm tend to help you shift that perspective. Um, I, I've noticed that, you know, if I'm stuck in a rut in a moment, right? Uh, why is this happening? Right? And then just trying to find at least one 
potential positive outcome that could be caused no matter how significant the situation is, no matter how impacting that situation is. So uh, that, that also tends to kind of realign you a little bit when you realize that, man, I'm, I'm really dealing with this shit at the moment. Like everything seems to be coming to me. Why is everything coming to me? And then we start talking about how you talk to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that tends to help also shift your perspective towards yourself on things like the self-talk, the self-love, the, the, that inner healing that needs to happen on why you're even asking yourself or telling yourself that, you know, you know, all these bad, bad things are just going to continue no matter what you're speaking that. Right. So those things, those, those words become reality. If you continue down that path. I just, I just shared something that, um, and you know how the universe pops this stuff up for us because <laughs> once we're in deep connection, whether it's a, through a person, through a meme, through Facebook, whatever, what we need to hear, if we open our eyes and hearts, it's going to show up. And so that exact thing showed up this morning. Um, one of the memes said something along the lines of, if you wrote every single word you say about yourself and others on your own body and you were fully tattooed with that, with that, would you still be beautiful? And I was like, man, that is incredible because, you know, if you keep saying, oh, that's just the way it is. I can't do this. I'll try, but I don't know. Imagine if that was covering your body and that's what the universe is looking at going, well, you're going to try, but you don't believe. But if what if your body just said, believe, love, no question, expansive universe, infinite potential, <laughs> and you spoke those things all the time into reality. Think about the universe is going to be like, check this guy out, check this girl out. Like they're going to plug you into everything because you are that. And, and it's that simple. So imagine when you're looking in the mirror, if you see words like not enough, maybe, not sure if I can, I would, but I mean, that's you. Or holy shit, I'm amazing, but am I? Maybe, mm -hmm. no, you gotta mm -hmm. say it and you gotta own it. And that's yeah, a those, hard thing to do. Those positive affirmations, there's like some legit, you know, there's, I'm gonna bring up the science, but um, there was a, a study back in the 1990s. Uh, it was a scientist, Dr. Emoto, I think he was uh, from Japan. He actually did a study with water and placed words from all different languages on beakers of water, froze the water. And those words ranged from negative emotions, anger, um, arguing, you know, violence to love and gratitude and kindness and friendship. And when they froze the water, what they found was in the uh, positive words, there was all these beautiful crystalline symmetrical formations. And then in the negative words, they were erratic and chaotic and just so disconnected. It was like, you know, um, there, yeah, there was similar to like when, when they study spiders on, I don't know, certain methamphetamines yeah. or something and all their spider webs are They've done them on, webs done them on different yeah. things. And you see that it's, a, that's an amazing study. When you look mm -hmm. at all the spider webs on different hallucinogens yeah. or amphetamines. Whoa. Oh, have you seen that? It's insane. No, no. They spin different spider webs based oh on the God. drugs they're on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I gotta totally see different. that. I gotta yeah, see that. I'm gonna, I'm, like, gonna write, I'm gonna write that down. Okay. Spiders on drugs. So I'm writing um, it down. <laughs> the the water experiment. There you go. Way to look it up. That should be an interesting YouTube video. That's going to be our next show. We're going to interview some spiders. <laughs> I can screen share right now. No, that's not. He's about to manifest this. It's all like, his entire yeah, YouTube she loves is just going to say this. <laughs> I actually have a lot of spiders in my yard. We have tarantulas because right here in Texas, they're always bouncing mm -hmm. around. They would be a great interview. We could put one of them in a box mm -hmm. and just see how they respond to our, our positivity or negativity. What do you think, Sam? Do you like LSD or do you like mushrooms? <laughs> Maybe jumps, we know. <laughs> I like it. 
So what that uh, water study showed was that when we say those words out loud, when we think those words, when we in you know have an intent, that's actually impacting us at a cellular level. And if you consider our bodies being at least sixty three-ish percent uh, water, you know, same with our earth, right? 70% water is mother earth. So what we're saying, what we're thinking, what we're doing is impacting us and everybody else, including mother earth at a cellular level. So gratitude, positive affirmations is actually a form of raising your vibration, reducing your stress, reducing the inflammation within your body. And it's reprogramming the way your brain thinks. So you are, once you start practicing it over time, you will naturally start to uh, think more in the, the gratitude, you know, process rather than connecting with the, the old negative habits. So um, back to limiting beliefs, uh, when, when we practice staying in those limiting beliefs, whether it's um, men should be like this and women should be like this, you know, when we stay in that, we harbor a lot of negativity and resentment or just constriction in general. We're not able to express our energy. And so uh, when we exit out of those limiting beliefs and start acknowledging that, you know, just different ideas. So we all have uh, feminine and masculine energy. It does not mean we are any more male or female. It's just energy, um, creativity, logic, you know, back and forth. And so when we allow ourselves to expand, we are actually reaching out, um, connecting with the, the life force that is source and love and, you know, experience. So, yeah, I'm sold. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to leave now. You guys have, I'm going to go practice that. I'm going to go work on some of my verbiage. I'm completely sold. I love, I could listen to this stuff all day long. Like yeah. all jokes aside, if I were that water, I just formed listening to that, these beautiful crystallines, because it's when you hear truth like that, in my opinion, but I feel like that's very truthful. It's just inspiring. And it's exciting to hear that because, you know, one of the things I was in Chile and I was at a school, I was at a college and um, part of their college was a, a high school as well. And so one of the teachers that I met did the same kind of experience with voice with plants. And so all day long, there was one plant, the kids would go by and they'd say like, you suck. And they could say whatever they wanted to the plant. And the other one, like, I love you little baby plant. And so, and then at night they had little iPods in there. Like one was playing like horrible, like music, just like real. And one was like really kind with like kind words. I am not kidding. I asked everybody, I asked the principal, I asked the kids. I'm like, is this really like, you guys are really just doing that. Same water, same everything. One plant, I'm not kidding, was like four feet tall, gorgeous. The wow. other one was literally dead. Cool? No differences. It was insane. Like so literally I, insane. I hear you saying is that love helps us grow. I'm oh. pretty. No, don't say that out loud. No, 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 no. This is the unfiltered experience. You can't say that. No, no, no. Say it again. Uh, no, I'm scared. No, love helps us grow. Yeah. <laughs> So we got the gold. We got the. Hey Scott, I've got my bracelet on. Where's yours? I got I've gold. I've got your bag of your all your bracelets. I, I don't got, have any jewelry on right now. I'm gonna put it on. Go, I'm a bad little Scott. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Did fuck. you hear what go I just said? Now. You're a bad, so little, a bad Scott. little Scott. That's go, not go, Look at this. Go, I'm a good little go Scott who forgot. I love that. <laughs> by the way, you, you guys were talking about you guys were talking about tattoos, so I have to say this because I thought Scott was setting me up for like a, a full. On. So right there is what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. 
Nice. And I literally had to put that on my arm. Uh, I think it was 2016 where I was going through a bunch of shit and I was like, fuck, I'm so tired of these fucking lessons. Jesus Christ. And I'm like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Kelly Clarkson. She and I wrote the song. No, we didn't. Uh, she thinks she did, but I told her, no, it's mine. Um, I'm suing her. So, but yeah, no, I put that down there as a reminder for me that every single day that you have to have, you have to keep those beliefs in front of you because it's not perfect. It's not, you know, once you don't get to this panacea where you go, oh, I've got it all figured out and now I'm perfect. What I heard on a podcast earlier that I was listening to was the fact that people like ourselves who are on, on that constant state of a stage of growth that we're always open to learning more modalities and learning new opportunities to see our, our situations differently. And you guys brought up something that was really beautiful before you guys brought up the fact of questions. So I want to ask you guys both, what are like your most powerful questions that you can ask yourself in those moments where you're spiraling? Cause we all do it. I mean, I've had a couple of days recently where I was just like, Oh my God, what the fuck's going on? And I remember, okay, ask yourself this question. You know, like what am I creating right now is one of my big questions. What am I creating right now? Am I creating pandemonium? Am I creating, you know, art? Am I creating a future? Or am I creating my legacy? So what are some of those powerful questions for you guys? For me, it's what am I learning from this right now? Uh, that's sometimes, I mean, I can choose. And that's the thing that I always like to tell even our audience when Carrie and I are talking on our podcast is that you make the decision and it is your choice to stay in that rut whenever you want to be in it. Um, or you can choose to come out of it and asking yourself, what am I learning from this experience? Whether it's a terrible one, because trust me, I'm very familiar with terrible experiences, or it's a positive one, um, or it's somewhere in between. And because it doesn't have to be like so extreme on that polarity. But if you just simply ask yourself, what is it I'm learning right now? It's one of the things where you'll you'll start to hear your, um, what some people are going to call a subconscious, uh, talking back to you. And it's one of the things that we've been practicing very uh, heavily because that's something you can tap into, uh, also referred to as your higher self. So, <laughs> so that's kind of something that we can dive into if you want to. We can talk about that a little bit more. Go, Go that's our thing. <laughs> All right, cool. So yeah, so your higher self is, is you, right? It's, it's you, but it's the, the non-physical aspect of you. Um, it is really that, that, that mirror that you see, um, but deep into when you stare at that mirror in your eyes, right? Like if you just sit there and stare at yourself, which is really uncomfortable for a lot of people because they haven't gotten to know themselves very well, right? So, or they try to hide from who they really are. But when you stare at yourself in the mirror for a very long period of time, you, sl you slowly start to peek into who you really are, um, it's the all-knowing aspect of you. It's the part of you that resides from directly from source that has had experiences, not in just this lifetime, but in all lifetimes, and is connected to unity consciousness. So you can receive information from your higher self. You can tap into your higher self whenever you feel like it. Um, and you are loved by your higher self unconditionally. There's zero judgment from that aspect. So that's something that I, I like to try to teach people on how to tap into that. Um, and it does take a little practice. It took me a little bit of practice and I still don't have all my shit figured out. So like, <laughs> you know, we, we just roll with it and then we continue asking the questions and we continue to have, you know, experimental process with it. So uh, just learn and grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I think one other really cool aspect of it is also like looking back and healing your own 
past maybe traumas or or pains that that are still with you in this moment. So if if you had a, a trauma happen in childhood, you know, just reviewing that in your mind and loving your child self through that, and even even um, visualizing a different outcome and just expressing this gratitude for the lessons that you've learned where it's helped you travel on your path, but then also being okay with, all right, I no longer need this. And, and I send this off with light and love. And now we're actually going back and healing our inner child within ourself now. So I, I, I think that's a really beautiful thing, a, a beautiful aspect of, of your higher self. So here's a good, because we're tapping into something I think it's really important. So when we're leaning into the higher self and we're, and I love, you know, you reference Avatar too, where they talk about, I see you. That's a beautiful thing to do with yourself. It doesn't have to happen with two beings. It can happen from you to your higher self being. But one of the things um, I want to ask you, and you mentioned, you know, childhood trauma, there's a big discussion of, is it a good idea for us to go back and walk people back through childhood trauma to say it's okay and you know, a lot of the things that, you know, we hear different psychotherapists, psychologists, or talk therapy where we walk back through, or do you believe we can just recognize that and do exactly what you just said and said, I send you off with love and light. Mm -hmm. um, come with me, child. I love you. And do we have to not walk back through it? Cause I I've got two groups of friends, mm -hmm. some that fully believe, Hey, we've got to walk that through that, you know, through that heel. Other people say the story starts today. Where do you guys sit so on that? I, I think looking back without necessarily attaching yourself to the emotional aspect of what was being experienced at that time, um, you can watch it, you know, watching your your child self and sending your, your inner child or your child self love in those moments and acceptance and because acceptance is just another word for love and and loving yourself through that, allowing some healing to begin, you don't have to sit there and experience the emotional aspect of it. You don't have to attach yourself to that to create healing. It's about giving space to seeing, being able to label it, being able to start to release it. So when we get to see it, when we um, face that, right, we're not just sweeping it under the rug and, you know, just walking over it and hurting ourselves every time we walk over it. We're, we're actually addressing it and being like, okay, I don't need to hold on to this anymore. And I release you. I mean, it takes, it, it takes some work. And sometimes we need additional guidance, you know, from mental health um, uh, professionals. And that's totally okay. That's okay. A, do it. <laughs> and it will reappear itself in very multifaceted ways if you don't work through that. So uh, that that's something I know I learned the hard way. Uh, is, and it, and it, will, it would happen in like the weirdest of ways too, right? Like not like you, you know, like say like you experience something um, like sexual trauma or things of that nature, right? Um, it's not saying that it would necessarily that particular scenario would happen again but you'll start to see it surface in situations like when you're in a new relationship and you know you're having like lack of trust capabilities and and things of that nature um so those types of things can resurface if you haven't um started to look at healing that particular aspect of your of yourself it's, it's continuing your yeah patterns um patterns of limiting belief you know yeah. you're just you're holding tight to that and so it's just going to carry you're going to carry that baggage with you until you're ready to put it down. Mm. And I, I, I agree with like what you guys are saying with that. I don't know if it's a full walkthrough and we have to relive it, 
um, where a lot of people agree. And I also think this, everybody's different. There might be somebody that that's the way. So I'll never mm -hmm. say no to that. But right. for me and for many of the people I've spoken to, I think putting a light on it, noticing it, saying we're going to move on from that together, you know, kind of like um, Robin Williams with uh, Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting, where he's going mm -hmm. through the whole, it's not your fault. It's not your, to do that and get in that space of separation and just say, you're a child, it's not your fault. And, and say, I recognize this. This is where I say that no longer holds power of me versus walk through the whole thing and have mm -hmm. to explain every detail and feel the pain. Um, I agree. But again, it's completely but individual. It's completely individual. And, and that's that's why I asked, because there's a lot of this stuff where everyone's saying this is the way, this is the way, this is the way. And it's like I personally like to try to do things homeopathically, but if I needed something from Western medicine and that's the way that I needed it, then I'm going to say that's fine. And people are always like, should I get off my medication? I, I go, what do you think? What do you feel? You know what I'm saying? Did somebody yeah. say that you need this? Do you, do you believe like you, you don't want people getting off the medication because their friend did, you know, so that's something like working on your own self discernment too. Mm -hmm. um, being able to, uh, you know, and maybe that's like a starting point versus diving straight into the trauma that you've mm -hmm. experienced uh, is, is understanding how to to work with even your own discernment and make decisions in that nature. Um, and there is I don't think that I'm with you on that one, Scott. I don't think there's any one way that something uh, that is still part of the limiting belief system that uh, we're all dealing with at this time. Right. It, putting everything in a single individual box that says you have to do it this way and which which somebody way back when designed it worked perfectly for us all those years back so let's do that now right like i uh, you know maybe maybe stepping outside of that a little bit and understanding that times are changing and <laughs> we yeah. can you know we can start <laughs> navigating and, and being okay with uh that we all have differences and and stop judging each other because of those differences, which means we can heal differently and it doesn't have to be in one particular box or way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, we had Allison Waddell on last week and we talked to her about um, ketamine therapy and some other therapies, which is really interesting. You guys can go check that out too. And that's another option, you know, for somebody to address trauma versus talk to ketamine. I mean, people using um, you know, mushrooms and hallucinogens. I mean, there's ayahuasca, ayahuasca, try it all. I mean, just kidding. Just... <laughs> try it all in one night. Try it all. Scott would try it all in one night. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the, one of the best ways we can affect people is by sharing a personal story. So everything that we've been talking about tonight is absolutely brilliant. Talk to us about your, in your, your respective own stories in a place where you've had to apply all this different knowledge you've gone through, you know, uh, Shira, you were, you were explaining there were, there was a couple of situations and I know Carrie, you said the same thing. Scott and I have shared these a bunch, you know, talk to us about those times where you had to, you had to walk through that Valley and sit there and go, okay, I got to make the realization. And a lot of what we would talk, we've been talking about tonight is responsibility, like taking responsibility for where we are at, right where we are at. It's something I've been infatuated with late, lately and, and, and trying to really drill it down to the most simplest terms is, you know, is, is being aware of where we're at. You got to be aware. Some people aren't aware, but you could be aware like, okay, I think I'm miserable. Then you get to the, the part where you're accepting. Okay, I accept that I feel miserable. And at that subspot of that is, is the opportunity to either blame or take responsibility. And then the next part of that is action. So talk to us about a situation where you had to become aware and you had to accept responsibility for where you're at and you had to take action to, for, to get out of that, applying some of these rules we've been talking about tonight. 
want you want me to go first? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, nobody's raising their hand for this one. What, Scott? Come on. Everybody loves this question when I ask There's it. There's a story. What the fuck, Chris? If you want me, I can get a spotlight. I can get a spotlight. I, can I was buying here. you guys some time. So this is, this is the unfiltered experience, baby. You walked oh into this. Oh, my gosh. Come on. So, it's, well, it's just us. Wait, you are you going to go first? Or I'll go first. Go okay. I'll go first. That's fine. <laughs> um, for me, it was probably... I spent quite a bit of time, uh, especially in my late 20s to early 30s, not wanting to face who I was, not wanting to deal with any of the traumas that I've had. Uh, so I subjected myself to drinking quite a bit. I was out 24-7, uh, you know, and, and so for me, I mean, it's not like every time was like a shit show. It was basically like I was just taking myself away from being alone with myself. I needed to be surrounded by people. I needed to, you know, party my ass off. I needed to close off any emotional state that I had. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> so, we hear you. We hear yeah. you loud and clear. <laughs> loud and clear. There you go. So, um, you know, and, and with when you do those kind of things and, and you start to become a bit more dangerous with yourself uh, in that aspect, uh, you, you can, you know, make mistakes, clearly, uh, especially when you're not in control of your own functional body at that point. So uh, I know I've made mistakes. Uh, I've yelled at people, you know, in a drunken stupor or, you know, wasn't nice or things like that. And I had to own up to those types of things. And uh, and when I started going down this, you know, spiritual path um, and, and just talk, finding out who I am and what I've done and facing those types of demons that I, I went through at some point, right? Um, you know, I remember going to, uh, a bar for a friend's birthday and it was like the first time I had been back downtown in like, I don't know, like at least two years. And somebody walked up to me who was still out in the scene and they were just like, Oh, Shira, I remember that time you used to get all fucked up and do da, da, da. And they were saying this in front of my husband, you know, and like, who wasn't really that involved with that kind of life that I had. And so, and I remember feeling this overwhelming shame right? Like this, this shame of like, God, you know, like, I wish you could see me in a different light mm -hmm. than, than what that, what I portrayed to you of who I was back then. Um, and, and I had to have a little, you know, come to source with myself, right? Where it was, you're okay, Shira. That was something that you did. That is who you might've been at one point in time. It isn't maybe necessarily who you are now. And it's okay forgive yourself for those actions, you know, and if, and if you're harm, if you've been harmful to someone, it's okay to also, you know, if you need that closure to apologize to that person and let them know that that wasn't you, that was me. I was going through some shit. I'm sorry I did that to you. And so, but that takes courage. It takes, you know, opening up to yourself and realizing that, yeah, I, I had that light on for a minute. <laughs> so that's, that's one I, I applaud. I applaud you. I applaud you, and I feel every part of that story. So you are not alone. You're in safe space. Yeah, I, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that every single person who is listening to this live and or is going to listen to this is going to sit and they're going to go boom, yep. boom, boom, bingo, like on mm -hmm. point because we've all had that like, but you don't know me now, and mm -hmm. and that's that's something that that moment right there. Let's all take a you know step back because there's somebody that we're going. Well, that person sucks. Well, that person's that. We all have the capacity to change. You know, right now I'm listening to two sides of you know friends who watch football, 
And one side is saying, John Gruden is the biggest piece of crap. He should never have a job again. He's disgusting. And I heard the same thing about Michael Vick, you know, with the whole thing with he was killing dogs. He had the dog fighting ring. Everyone wanted him dead. But now he's gone through, you know, he's been in prison. He's done a bunch of rehabilitation and he he's back and, you know, people are supporting him. And here's the thing. This is a really good opportunity for us to all think because, yeah, you yelled at somewhere, you're drunk, you did a few things, and people said, blah, blah, blah. Michael Vick might have done something worse. What John Gruden did and said about, you know, um, people of other races is definitely worse if we want to start grading it. But at what point do we say that person is no longer human or they don't matter? And what is the consequence? What is the rehabilitation? Because do we want to other and say, because this has been, I've watched, Social media threads are gone. F him, screw him. Let's and I'm like, I get it. He's wrong. Fully agree. But what do we want to do collectively to make sure we don't have any more incidents like this from John Gruden-esque people? And that's what I'd love to, you know, connect with. So Carrie, definitely answer your question first. But I want to go to that space because that's something that saddens me is everyone's always on the attack and no mm -hmm. one's on the team of rehabilitation. True that. Well you can't put out a fire with more fire. So you said earlier with love, love's the yeah. answer. It's not attack. It it's love. Yeah. Kill them with kindness. <laughs> Catch more bees with honey <laughs> and all the other little idioms. <laughs> um, Tell us your story, see. woman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're not getting away from me. I, you know, looking back, I, I think mine was more based, uh, in, in, my teenage years growing into my mid to early twenties. And this was something that I reflected back on and realized like, Whoa, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. Um, having gone through this, this journey, but my parents were divorced when I was really young and my dad and I were estranged for many years. And it, um, I, I met back up with him when I was 19, asked him if we could have a relationship, you know, basically it just, we weren't in sync didn't happen. Um, we tried again when I was 24 and I had a lot of anger from when I was a child and, you know, whether it was misperceptions or just whatever it was, it, the story that I told myself, you know, it, it, it wasn't a positive one. And I took that story. And as I grew older into my twenties, I started to recognize, okay, well, my dad had a different experience. He was losing his connection with his family. He was losing his connection with his daughter. That must have been very hard. And so I started looking at things from a different perspective, not just mine and my pain, but just seeing, yeah, the possibility that somebody else is hurting too. And I didn't ask him questions about it. We didn't talk in depth uh, before we actually came back together and said, hey, you know, um, I'm in my mid 20s now, late 20s. I would really like to have a relationship with my dad. Are you open to that? And, you know, at that time, other things had fallen away from him or for him. And he was like, yes, I'm ready for it now. And it, it, it took a lot of courage to come back multiple times uh, to, to be vulnerable and asking for that relationship. And it, it took me also reviewing how I was perceiving the situation and not only, um, having compassion for his perspective, but also having 
compassion for myself as a child and what I went through. And yeah, and saying, you know what? I understand your anger and we don't need that anymore, but I love you and I care about you. And we have learned a lot from this. Mm. And now I, I'm ready to release this, this anger and whatever, whatever other negative emotions that were attached to that. And now my dad and I, you know, we talk every day. We are really good friends. We talk about all of this metaphysical stuff and, you know, he's, he's really into it. And so it's, it's great conversations and I feel the love and I don't, you know, I don't know what it would have looked like in a different path, but I wouldn't change anything now because of everything that I've learned and grown, uh, from the experience and the relationship that I've built with my father now. So there's my story, sir. All, all I heard there was Big insane hugs. connection to your higher self. I, th this is where people get stuck in the ego and the headspace. And I heard your higher self going, Carrie, Carrie, you got to do this. You got to do this. And you're like, huh? Who's that? Who's that? And then you go do it. And so many of us know, maybe we need to reconnect with our dad. Maybe we need to forgive John Gruden. Maybe we need to forgive ourselves. And we stay in this cycle of beating ourselves up and saying, bad person, you're bad, I'm bad. And we just go through life and die. And we don't need it that way. Mm -hmm. We should just take this whole show and just take a five minute clip of that and just put it all over social media. You just said. <laughs> because people, people need that. Cause somebody's sitting here listening to this right now saying, but you don't know my dad, you don't know to understand. It's like, we all think that our story is the absolute worst and I'm mm -hmm. sure bad things happen. My dad was a drug abuser, a heroin addict, all kinds of things. And we don't talk, but here's what I think. I think he had a very difficult situation and I think a lot of things didn't go wrong for him. I have no animosity towards him, but we're not for each other right now because when I have tried mm -hmm. to connect, there was a one way street, but I'm the kind of person like you, if there's a moment where there's a shift, I'm open to anything at any given time and I don't have animosity. There just wasn't a connection and a two way support. It's gotta be mm -hmm. two ways. Yeah. And yeah. recognizing that you, you could be having a, um, there could be an agreement for you to have that type of experience just go around. So that's something that could very well be taking place. And, and Carrie and I have talked about this with her situation where you needed to experience that you guys mm -hmm. had an agreement to experience that, to come back into this point where you're at now, where you do have a much stronger relationship. And sometimes in, you know, maybe like in yours case, Scott, it doesn't work out that way, but that is something that is actually building your experience here in this mm -hmm. present moment. A thousand percent. And, and that's yeah. the beauty of all of this is, is sitting and looking at the lesson. You said it right off the bat, Shari, you made the, the mention of, I think the quick, the question you had answered was, I want to learn the lesson. I want to look at the lesson. I want to figure out what I'm trying to learn. And that's the same thing. At first, what I said was, okay, my dad wasn't supposed to be there then. Maybe I'll connect now. Then I tried again. Then there's been, he's been at, he went to my wedding and just, just like did all kinds of crazy stuff. Like the things he said to my wife, which is crazy, but that was good for me because what I got to learn was, okay, if nothing else, this is who I don't want to be. I don't hate you, but Listen, whether whether he's a cycle breaker, I said cycle, not psycho, cycle breaker, <laughs> um, whether he's a cycle breaker and I need to have the punch to the face or if it's a tap, I won't get the lesson. I needed it to be a solid lesson to say, ah, I see, mm -hmm. I won't become this. Or if there's an opportunity to reconnect, I think we all have to be very open. And so I love, you know, Carrie's example, my example, they're both great because we can look and we can learn. The lesson is the lesson might be a reconnection 
it might be nothing more than a lesson that we can't reconnect. And it's all beautiful. It's all well, part of our journey. It's just individualized to each of our needs. And how I'm great sad. is it to look at it as a beautiful lesson to learn? Yeah. Right? It is, it is, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've been talking for 52 minutes what? already. Oh my God. Oh my God. Scott and I promised our unfiltered crew we would keep these conversations under an hour. So ladies, please let us know. Final thoughts. What do you really, really want? The viewers, the listeners of the show, the podcast, what do you want them to walk away from this conversation thinking? And perhaps what question do you want them to ask themselves the most? And then let us know where they can get a hold of you and continue the conversation with you. Um, I personally would love for everyone to feel that they are empowered to take control over their own lives. Um, don't put the terminology of control so deep into it. I'm not perceive, I'm not pushing that. I'm saying you have a choice in every single now moment and you have control over how you react and feel and express those. Um, as far as a question to ask yourself, um, what is it that I want to experience? Mm -hmm. Love it. What is it that I want to experience? Ladies and gentlemen, write that shit down. <laughs> and, and just to remember that none of us are alone. We are all having an experience and we can support each other by sharing, you know, what, what we're going through, what we're learning from it and, and how to, better navigate. Uh, so by, by sharing our own stories, we are hoping that other people will have the courage to share their own and, and just, uh, grow this, this, I don't want to say network, but you know, community, we, we are, we are all one, right? So commune and in unity. So let's, let's, that, that's really what I want you to take away is you're never alone. You are always loved and you're always connected to source and all of your guides in your higher self. And then uh, the, the question that I, I would want the listeners to take away from this is, you know, how can I um, amplify love? Ooh, mm -hmm. how do I amplify love? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, coming up on the next edition of the Unfiltered Experience, we're going to jump off on that experience and that question and talk about that. That's a beautiful question. I love that. I love questions. I mean, I have a, I have a dry erase board now with a, I'm like 24 questions. I'm like, I'm, I'm like literally obsessed. Like, what's the best question you can ask yourself in any one of these moments that by which if you answer it, honestly, you can't fuck yourself. You, 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 I'm going to ask this question and, and the answer I give myself, I, I have to take the next action. I cannot ignore that. I'm like looking for the perfect question. So I love that. I love that. I love that. So where can people get a hold of you to continue the conversation? I know you guys have a podcast. You guys are doing shows. Uh, so let us, let us know where people can get a hold of you. We're all over social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're on YouTube. It's love always comma self. Um, and if you search for us, we also have a website at www.lovealwaysself.com and you can reach out to us there and you can even join our show and tell us your experience. Uh, mm -hmm. We are trying to help promote other aspects of everyone else's journey, not just me and Carrie's. So sign up. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. The, for those of you guys listening on the podcast, again, www.love always self w l o v e a l w a y s s e l f dot com. I've had people ask me like on the podcast, can you say that? Can you spell it out? I'm like, really? 
Now just go watch oh, the video cast. <laughs> and of course on Instagram at lovealwaysself dot well not dot com. But uh anyways, guys, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. It's been a great conversation tonight. We would love to have you back because there's so many different ways we could jump off from some of the stuff that we talked about. So be thinking about topics that, that we can talk about. We'd love to have you guys back on the show. So um, we're going to place you backstage in the green room. So go back there and have a refreshment. And Scott and I are going to finish out the show. Don't go anywhere because we would still want to talk to you guys um, once we're done. But uh, this is a thing we do. We just kind of like we just round things out. So uh, you guys are awesome. So, Scott, what do you take from this conversation tonight, my man? I love to finish the, um, you know, the idea of community and talking about, you know, um, uh, coming together in unity. And I think that everything that we just talked about, the idea of loving yourself more. I mean, here's the deal. When people go out and they try to seek better relationships and they're looking for happiness in others, that's a lose-lose scenario that we've been doing for our whole lives. And collectively, as a world, we try to find the perfect partner. We try to find the perfect job and think that's going to suddenly make us happy. And that's not the way the world works. When we look and we, you know, we have that moment where we're doing things like going to bars, getting drunk or chasing women or chasing men or whatever we're doing, that we're looking for validation from something else. The minute we look in the mirror one night or one morning and we're like, who are you? And we've all done it. You know, mm -hmm. we're like, what's wrong with you? And then we start to go, instead of escapism, we start to look inside. We might spend a few days. We might be depressed. We might look, but we start to look inside. And once we look inside and we see that higher self or the unconscious mind or whatever we want to call it, that's when we can start to build ourselves up, align with our own mission. Once we all find our brilliance and do that, then we can be this beautiful, united being, this one being. And we're on the way to do that. People right now get nervous and saying, you know, all these people are arguing and we're conflicted and there's all this chaos. That's true. And the reason is that is because we're waking up. When we're waking up, we're looking around and we're going, who am I? Who am I? And we're answering the question individually. And we're about to find out collectively that we're one beautiful, loving being. And that's the reality. We are more the same than we are different. Scott Goya. I love that. You know, um, it's been a great conversation and uh, I look forward to having them back on the show again. And it was something that um, they were just talking about that made me realize, like for me, you know, being able to put myself into my mother's shoes. And we talked about this on the show, being able to say, okay, if I had walked in her shoes in her life, might I be like her? Because I had so much like like Shira and, and and Carrie were telling us, you know, anger, resentment, and stuff like that. Of course, I had that towards my mom. I mean, the first seventeen years of my life were fucking the shit show. I mean, it was unbelievable that I turned out as well as I did, as fucked as uh, fucked up as I as I am. Can't even talk lately. But you know, the fact that when I sat there and I said, my mom used to tell me like, I'm four years old. I'm like, fuck, mom, you're you're forty five years old. Why, why do you keep saying that? But emotionally, she was really still stuck at that place of four years old when her parents divorced. And I thought about it. Had I gone through the experiences of what she went through, seeing her parents get divorced, being under a very, very, very controlling mother, I did not really appreciate my grandmother too well. And she put my mom through hell. My mother went to San Diego or went to University of Santa Barbara, USCSB at 16 years old because she was pushed so hard to go through school. And so she pushed through that and she pushed through that. And guess what? She was still missing that, that, that father influence. And we know the promiscuity and everything else. And here I am. But when we, when we choose to walk through somebody else's shoes and say, you know what, listen, 
at this point in my my growth, I don't agree with you. But had I gone through those those opportunities, that's what's led us to this point. And I think they both beautifully said that it's our choice. It's our choice. You know, what happened to us was not our fault, it was not our fault. But it is our choice to get and it is our fault, if you will, to continue with that script running in our mind that it was. And today we invite each and every one of you to have the opportunity to say, it wasn't my fault. And I choose to heal from this. And I choose to take this and, and find strength and resiliency and confidence and courage and to be able to set the example for others to follow. I choose not to be a victim anymore. I choose to be a victor. And that's something each and every one of you guys can do. So we appreciate you watching this, whether it's live or on the replay. As always, go back to www.theunfilteredexperience.com. We love you guys. We're going to be back here again next week with another amazing show. We appreciate you guys. Be sure to go to the Facebook group page. Let us know what's going on, what kind of topics, what kind of guests you would like us to have. Um, we appreciate each and every one of you guys. So with that, we will see you next time here on The Unfiltered Experience. I am Christopher Rausch. Scott Coyette, and we both love you. Love you guys.